0: on my couch we are doing benching and bullshitting i believe this is episode 13 so i've got two uh cameras going right now uh, on two different platforms i've got instagram i've got youtube uh i look at the instagram comments mostly and she's going to handle the youtube comments that way we can make sure everybody is getting uh taken care of so we're going to talk about uh, the weekend and things coming up and stuff like that and answer questions. That's the biggest uh, reason why I come on here to do this is to answer as many questions as possible. And right away, uh, someone's asking what my current weight is. I believe I'm sitting at like three 320,
1: twenty-five. Uh, I think I'm three
0: twenty-five, right now. you yourself? Did
1: you weigh yourself today? You're on bench I meant
0: to, and I totally fucking spaced on that. So I'm fine. I'm thinking I'm three twenty-five. I haven't lost any weight since uh, the bass bencher uh, here about a month month or so ago. So, I've retained that, and that's, got, that's good. So, today was a very important day as far as training goes uh, for this meet coming up in Erie, Pennsylvania. Because next weekend we're traveling, we'll be in Boston for a bench seminar. I'm hosting up there at Mass Iron. And then um, I only have like two more weekends after that, and then move into the meet. So, it's one of these things where you have to. I, I need to get training in to not just maintain what I have, but also to build. And that's what today was. So I went in today with the uh, goal in mind of hitting very heavy doubles. That's what I wanted to do.
1: You succeeded.
0: I did. I really fucked myself today. It, it was
1: actually lighter than I thought it was going to be, though. Oh really? Yeah. I thought you had told Brian, or Brian had mentioned you wanted to do like thirteen fifty for a double.
0: No, that's no. So that's I, why
1: I didn't sleep last night. No, no, no. But I uh. I was much. I was glad to see it was only in the high twelves. Which yeah. sounds stupid.
0: No. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good day. Good building. Good building day. So get that. Get that. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> I'll, get to, I'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. I can't speak English.
1: That's all right, buddy.
0: What is your favorite bench accessory? I'm going to put that as reverse grip bench. Uh, that is my favorite bench accessory. Besides just benching itself. So today we went in, like I said, <clears throat> heavy doubles, and I was using a less aggressive shirt than I normally do. I was using a triple ply, which <laughs> triple ply is less aggressive. That sounds ridiculous, but it's true. So um, mm-hmm. went in today with that shirt because I know that shirt. It's it's opened up. I know how to you know use it, wear it. Uh, it's a stock Pharrell, which is the, the stock uh, necklines, the the sharp angle neckline, not like a super neck or anything like that.
1: And it's like the one of the lighter ones that you have.
0: And yeah, like, it is. you
1: said that you wanted to make it as hard as possible.
0: I wanted, yeah. Now, I could have arguably even went down and just used a single or double, but I still wanted to handle pretty significant weight, mm-hmm. uh, challenging myself. So, we started at 1,200 pounds for the first double and did it to a, a one board. So, it was a one board double. And then we went. Um, and
1: it looked good you want to talk about that one for a second your first like the first rep is always worse than the second like your second always looks better yeah but that second rep was it was good. absolutely beautiful i was very happy
0: with it it's the first rep that matters the most because it's you do you do a single rep in the in the meat, so you got to make sure that first rep is is like solid so yeah good good two good two reps and then uh went to twelve forty three. Hit that for a double, but it was a one-board to half-board. Mm-hmm. That's really fucking hard to do when you change board heights. And I program that in when I work with my athletes, too. I'll have them do, like, double to a two-board followed by a single to a one-board. Or a single one-board and then a single half-board, like, it, like right in succession. So, it's, that makes it really difficult. 1243, that one kicked my ass.
1: That was your best set. Yeah? That was better than the third double.
0: The Third double, I think so. Yeah, we went to 1275, which I, I did 1273 at the baddest venture, so it was a couple pounds higher than my last uh meet single. <clears throat> so I was, I wanted to double that, and the same thing one board, half board, double one board, half board. Uh, that one fucking sucked, that one hurt a lot. Yeah, as the board holder <clears throat> for that, like. I always worry
1: because taking away a board and adding a new board in just in the time that you're just taking a breath, I always worry that it's like those movements are gonna fuck you up. Nope, nope. nope. But you know it's coming. Like if you didn't know it was coming, and I knew yeah. that, that I'd would be like, like, hey, whoa, well,
0: but... this isn't the part of the plan. Yeah. So no. Uh, so twelve seventy five. We got it out. It wasn't quite far enough out, and I couldn't pull it myself. So like, ah, fuck! I just threw it back without unwrapping, without letting go of the bar. Um. I just said, fuck it, take it, do it again. So they handed it to me right away again, got it out far enough, one board, half board. I was like, fuck yeah, that was awesome. It moved better than the 1243, which is...
1: You think it did? I think it did. It was harder for you to... I I felt more nervous because (sighs) your 1243, you came down and just touched the boards. Yeah. You were very confident.
0: Yeah.
1: And this one, you were obviously already tired. Yeah. Just from... Get, getting it out is half the battle mm-hmm. with these heavy heavy weights yeah. and you came down to the one board and you kind of like stuttered on it and then mm-hmm. okay press call go mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and then i felt like it took you forever to get <clears throat> to that half board I, yeah and you i mean as soon as it grazed and the light was i said press like there that's, was no sinking into that board like normal it was it's
0: fine a, a graze
1: and go because i wasn't even sure you were going to touch it
0: hairline touch that's all i needed so uh, the 1243 and 1275 are both really solid PRs for me, uh, being in a triple ply Pharrell, not a four or a four and a half, whatever the fuck I wear. But, um, So having that less aggressive shirt and being able to do that kind of weight for reps like that, I was, I was very, 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 very pleased. So it was a very good day. <clears throat> Thank God I was trying to catch you on here. I have a couple of questions. Fire oh, 'em cool. Fire him over. Let's see what we got here. Um,
1: So the there's a comment on YouTube. Okay. Pete uh, Giannopoulos said lighter shirt for reps, yes?
0: Yes. I mean, I, I'll do heavier shirt for reps as well. But in this instance, I wanted to handle the really heavy weight, like in the 12, almost 13 range, but with less shirt. To make it as hard as fucking possible. <laughs> so it was. It sucked. What muscle group is your least favorite to train? Biceps. Biceps are... Fucking stupid. Oh, yeah.
1: You'd rather squat than do biceps? I would.
0: I would, because, yeah. But you have to train biceps, too. you
1: gotta. You have
0: to. It's just just part of it. You can't have any weak links, so... Yeah, biceps suck.
1: Yeah, Walter, no weak links.
0: See here. Will you ever try for a raw record, what's your raw PR? I don't give a shit about either one of those things.
1: So, politely, the polite answer is... I don't care. ...that he's not interested in raw... So he doesn't pursue it. That's the polite
0: answer. I don't have a filter. Get one. Not sure what his Rob Max is, but he did 405 for 20 reverse grip. So I do, like, rep PRs and stuff. I've done 500 pounds for 9, 405 for 20 on a few occasions, 315 for 40, 225 for 73 or 75. I don't know, stuff like that, so. Oh, Madden Mita's on here. What's up, Matt? Hey, man, what's up? I'm just curious what your warm-ups look like in training. Do you take plate jumps or skip some? Occasionally, I'll skip some. I I usually just do century jumps. Just plate, 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 plate. Um, Even with kilos, I just do a plate, 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 plate. Um, On my shirted days, because, again, I'm not... I don't give a fuck about raw, and I'm also trying to save my body. I like my body the way it is. Um, So today, for instance, I did the empty bar and one red kilo, or one red plate, a kilo plate, 25 kilo, one red plate. Then I threw a light slinger on and did two reds, three reds, four, five, all with slingers. Mm -hmm. And then then you made a bigger And then straight from five red, which is like 600 pounds, I went straight to a thousand, did that for a double from a one board real quick before jumping to my actual working weight, which was 1,200 pounds.
1: And that set looked really good, too. And our handoff guys just assumed that it was heavier than 1,000, because when they handed it out, they were all like, oh, whoa, why is this so light? And uh, that's wild. When your handoff crew is getting so strong, that a 1,000-pound handoff shocks them for being too light. <laughs>
0: they're like, "Well, that
1: was easy. <laughs> that was, I thought that was funny. Yeah.
0: So that's why they look. It's, it's very, very basic. I just make plate jumps and... I I really utilize the slingers, the band tools, because I'm not a raw competitor. I'm not going to wear myself out doing raw. Oh, hi, Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Amber. Oh, from Tennessee. Cool. Amber must be on here, too.
1: Oh. Hello. (laughs)
0: Let's see. I've always been a raw powerlifter. I just selected to go into equip because it's something that I've never done before. Very good. But what I would like to know is how much is the difference from a regular raw setup. The setup really won't change. I think that if you're... I mean, it depends
1: on how they bench, though. Like, uh, you don't yeah. know what his setup looks like
0: now. Now, if I, I, I'd I say, and I, I tell people this all the time, and I'm not trying to dig too hard, but a lot of the USAPL competitors do this. And I've told a few of them that have come to me for advice. I said, take your setup and at least cut it in half. You're wasting so much energy with your with your crazy multiple multiple step weird feet up on the bench feet on the floor swing you know out the head of the bench and then reset and plant and all this i'm like cut that shit down you're wasting way too much energy lay
1: down set your arch
0: the setup won't be very different but again i don't know how you're setting up um it's still a bench you're just adding a shirt on top of it it's not that different
1: um, question from YouTube.
0: How far ahead do you plan your training sessions? I don't. I, I That day. that When I get to the gym, I'm like, hmm, what should I do? To-? Now, I mean, obviously this week I knew I wanted to hit heavy doubles yeah. as far back as, like, last week, the week before. But as far as what I, you know, specifically was going to do, like, for my back days, secondary bench day, lower body day, I don't have a clue until I get there. <laughs> Um I like I like to just get there and kind of look around and go, "Huh, oh, well, I feel like doing today? Oh, I'll try that over." You know, I just, you know. Yeah,
1: uh, and sometimes it depends on if everyone is in so you can safely bench. That too. And if you woke up feeling like shit, you got to reassess some
0: stuff. Like for now, like last week, y'all everybody I think saw that on YouTube and Instagram was the 800 I did for 20 reps. That was a situation where we had next to no spotters varying circumstances. It doesn't happen very often with us. And uh, I said, well, for what, for who we have, it's going to be a lot more manageable to handle, say, 7, 8, or 900 instead of 12, 13, or 1,400. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I haven't done a rep PR, which I have those. I have rep PRs for 7, 8, 9, 1,000 pounds with the same band tool. Um, I haven't done a rep PR since November. And in November, I did 800 pounds for 11 reps up at Laura Phelps's previous gym, which was the sweatshop. So I decided to go ahead and beat that. I didn't think I was going to do 20 reps with it, but I did. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you said you wanted to do 15. 15,
1: yeah. And that
0: was 12. my oh, that was my pinnacle. Oh, 15 would be so cool. No, I did it for 20. Getting stronger, bud. I just want to know. Yeah, I just want to know what the difference between equipped and raw. Well, the difference between the two are completely different. You're going from one end of the extreme to the other. You, you, you've, you've crossed that line and you're on the other the far end, so it's going to be very, very different. Well,
1: depending. Like, is he in a bandy shirt or single fly? Well,
0: many things to consider. Oh, what's up? Jason, what's up? Tips to use Super Ram as efficient as possible. Uh, just, um, just, just use it. Put it on on and phone. put it on and use it. I don't... It's, it's a... It's a uh, another it's a band tool it's made of wrap material it opens it stretches it's easy to use i uh, just i don't know just uh i t- to not over complicate things i tell people just to mimic their raw bench setup with the supercharged ram but if you're a shirted bencher, i tell you to bench how you bench in your shirt which you know bring it down low towards your belly so i mean just just put it on and use it and have fun with it man
1: yeah Um, Dave Marcus from YouTube, how does your training change as you close in on a competition?
0: It doesn't change at all. Zero. Nothing changes. I talk about this a lot, how I get, I give the example. So I, I train, I've been training the same way. Well, I, I, things have, I've grown and matured and things change, but I've been doing the same thing for almost 14 years, 18 years total lifting. Back when I was a kid, uh, the whole idea with competing was, that the week out from a meet, you take it easy. You, you know, oh, you come into the gym on a Tuesday and you do a little, one thirty-five for reps, and you do little curls with ten pounds, and then you do little pull downs, and then you go home. And I was like, okay, because you're trying to save your entire all your strength for the meet. Then I get to the meet and I was weak as fuck. I was a weak little bitch. And I, it fucked me, I was like, why? What? What is it going? But if you, if, I, if you think about it, you know, I train the same way every single week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'm off Mondays and Fridays. I slay myself Saturdays and Sundays. Okay, that, that is my normal routine. I go in on Thursdays. It's kind of a... It used to be a lower body day. Now it's like a upper body accessory day with shoulders and forearms and stuff. And then I, I'm off Fridays. I go in Saturdays like today. And I absolutely fucking kill the weights. I am used to that. I am used to training the way I train. Now... If I go into a meet and I change everything, and I don't go into the gym and I t- do things light, that that messes me up more than anything else. I'm a very I'm a creature of routine and habit, so I, nothing changes. Just because it's a competition doesn't mean you throw it. Now, if you wanted to experiment with that, I'd say you know six out from a meet, six six months out from a meet, take a week off and see how that affects you. Don't do that just the week before a meet because that might negatively affect you, and it always has for me. So nothing changes. Yeah, true. Jason, (coughs) have you ever used the Assassin Bench Band from Darkseid? What's your intake on that? I have never used it. I've seen them in person. Ryan Kennelly has one. My buddy Fabi up in Ohio had one. But I've never, I've only used, because Johnny picked me up like five years ago when I was coming out of retirement from lifting.
1: Yeah, but he didn't have any kind of...
0: He didn't have, He had. He had the. He had the Nemesis. The the just the bl- yeah. black and yellow Nemesis band.
1: Yeah, and if he would have had shirts, you know.
0: I mean, I was yeah, but, but I. He didn't. So I, uh, I actually separated ways because I said, "Hey, John, I want to get back into equipped lifting, and obviously, you don't make equipment, so I have to say goodbye to this relationship and go with someone else." And then a year later, he started making shirts. So, yeah. so no, I've, I've never used it. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a gnarly looking piece. Um, it's a band tool that goes from here to here, very wide, a lot of a lot of coverage. The idea makes sense. I think it looks a little goofy being so like
1: because it doesn't thick. look like anything yeah, else. it's just yeah. so
0: big. You know, it's goes from but here to here. But that coverage
1: is going to keep people safe. So
0: yeah, I mean a lot of There's a lot that. of people love them. So I mean, anything to make you make you safe, right? I as a raw lifter, obviously I had to focus on each individual muscle to get stronger on the bench. What is my primary focus when I switch to equip bench pressing that would be more what I... Okay, he ended there. You're going to have to learn the groove of the shirt. You have to be proficient with the equipment. Um, triceps and upper back. Upper back and triceps, triceps and upper back. That's going to be your main primary focus. And if
1: and... you don't have a crew or people around you who've been in shirts...
0: Try to find some. Yep, you're gonna to have to have a crew. You have to. You can there's a select few who can do it alone. But if you wanna to get to, to the absolute pinnacle of equipped lifting, you have to have a crew that knows what they're doing, keeping you safe as well. Let's see here. What we got? No, Thomas is on here. Keith, the video's coming. You're very motivating to me and I'm coming for that thousand pounds. Good. Cool. <laughs> I know All you sense. are. Thanks again for taking the time to respond to my messages. I'll keep you updated. Twenty fifth is meet day. Okay, we will be in Boston for that. So, but I want to hear about it anyway. So just text or uh, send me messages, and I'm sure if I don't see him, she will. I want to know exactly how how it goes. Yeah. Appreciate you. When you're raw lifting, you're focusing on each individual muscle that helps. Yeah. Okay. I was just he was.
1: <laughs> well, they're going to be like, what was he reading on the podcast? Because he can't hear you.
0: Thomas, man, these inclined side raises with dumbbells and triangle pushdowns. After one arm lat pulled down, two to thrips per side really killed it today. Cool. Thanks for the content on Patreon. You are very welcome. I'm glad you're enjoying it. If you're getting something out of it, that's the best thing ever. Patreon is 10 bucks a month right now. <laughs> uh,
1: here's one from YouTube. 183 bench power. I do a lot of weighted pull-ups. How important do you
0: think they are versus heavy barbell rows or do you do both? I no, barbell row. No, nobody's built a big bench by doing Pull ups. pull-ups. Yeah. Pull-ups, pull-downs, those are mostly cosmetic. Um they're good for building that You want I do everything because I want to be as big as physically possible. But in order to, you know, you bench on this plane. So how do you think you work your back on the same plane? You do rows because you got to work the same plane as the bench. You don't bench like this. You know what I mean? You don't, you pulled, like if you did overhead pressing, uh, pull downs would make more sense because it's on the same plane. You push overhead and you pull down. So still do them, but you're going to get a lot more success in the bench by doing rows and shrugs and rows and more rows and more shrugs. Pull downs are okay, pull uh, pull ups are okay, but your time is better well spent with rows if you're trying to build the big bench. Not to say pull ups aren't important, but you're not gonna build strength of the bench by just doing pull ups. Travis, Kenny, do you have a reason for using one tool versus another? Okay. Why would you use a super ram versus Magnum ram versus Widowmaker? maker? Okay. I get there's different strength levels to each, but would you choose a weaker versus stronger tool in different situations? Yeah, um, I have a very, very, I'll call it a mild tool, where it's uh, very easy to make touch. And I have a very strong tool, ideally the the Widowmaker that I use all the time. Um, It really just depends on what I want. If I'm going for a rep PR... Uh, like I said, I have rep PRs with seven, eight, nine hundred, and a thousand pounds. Those four different weights. I do reps, and I have PRs on each one. <laughs> I, I which is <laughs> stupidly right now my seven hundred pound rep PR is seventeen. My eight hundred is twenty, which is that sounds ridiculous. Nine hundred is five, and a thousand is three. And I use the same tool in that instance because I don't want. Variables. I want to use the same tool every single time so I know, okay, this tool is not getting stronger with time. Every time you use one of these tools, it gets weaker. You know, everything that's man-made, a car engine, doesn't get stronger over time, it gets weaker. Now, the human body is really cool because the more often you use it, the harder you push it, the better it gets. That's pretty fucking awesome. So I know if I go for a 900-pound rep PR, if my reps go up, I know I'm getting stronger because the band tool didn't change. Or if my reps go down, okay, I'm, something's not going right. Something I'm getting weaker. My training's not going well. That's an instance where I use the exact same tool. Or if I just want to go as heavy as fucking possible, I will use that strong tool. Now, in a different instance, if I want to do full range, close grip, bench press, but like lighter weights, because I just want to work with lighter weight for some reason, then I'll use a less aggressive tool. But for the most part... With my heavy floor presses, with my rep PRs, I use the same tool, the super heavy, strong tool. Do you drink or smoke? I do I do neither. Okay, cool. I tried it. I think it's like a cheater ply for the band shirt. Okay, cool. All right. I already answered that question. I do not drink or smoke. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Thomas. Yes, sir. You're getting a lot out of it, out of the Patreon. Very good. Thank you. This RAM barely budged last night with 265. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's gonna take a lot of weight. Taking it easy on the weight though, had an easier time placing hands in your version of RGBP, my reverse grip bench. Thank you. Okay. Pronated grip, needed help setting hand normal. Yes, that is very normal. Absolutely, Thomas. Um, that supercharged RAM is very, very strong. They're very stiff. Um, I really liked mine. I still have my original one, I have a supercharged RAM that Kevin Pittman gave me at the 2019 Arnold Classic. So it's officially three years old. Um, and it's a really, really nice piece. Do you follow what goes on in raw powerlifting or other forms of lifting? And really, I don't. Not oh, really. Buddy.
1: We barely pay attention to bench.
0: <laughs> I'm concerned with one person in this sport, and that's... And you're looking at him. Yeah. I... I I enjoy watching others, I enjoy hearing about success, but as far as, like, what I'm really concerned with, I'm concerned with what I'm doing. Yeah.
1: I mean, we obviously follow, like, our friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, like, I follow Dan Grigsby, because we're, we're, we're we're in the military together. And, like,
1: Amber, Tyler Butcher, you know, know, we know what they're doing.
0: I mean, the bit, now, like, the big guy, like, obviously, I know what, um... Like, Dan Bell. Dan, what Dan Bell's doing.
1: Yeah.
0: But, like... USAPL, USPA and shit I'm like I don't give a fuck about that like I don't why would I care um, all due respect to all lifters but like I just I don't concern myself with anything else primarily but except for what I need to do to get better Yeah. I have friends I've got training partners I love everybody to death uh, but as far as following the sport no I just I'm concerned with stay me stay in
1: our own little corner I guess
0: yeah, yeah you know so that's brutally honest um but i'm i'm my worst enemy and i'm my biggest competition so i'm really concerned with what i'm doing so but today was a raging fucking success like i said we will be out of state next week so today was very important to get a lot of weight in my hands do some really fucking ouchy reps and it was very very painful Thomas says, awesome that I know it isn't me being weird on the grip. No, it is. no, you're, you're fine. Having some angry elbow, though, seems like a little tennis elbow symptoms. Any advice Experience with this? Yes, increased my tricep volume a lot, okay, over the last six to eight weeks. Um, yeah, so if you're having tennis elbow, take a rubber band or a, or a, a scrunchie or something, put it around your fingertips and expand like this. Just do that over and over, multiple times a day, and that extending motion can actually help with the pain in the elbow. So try that. That helped me a lot. Jason says, "I will never compete in USPA ever again." Smart man. I like you <laughs> I'm not. I am not. Uh, people know me already. I am not a USAPL USPA fan uh, in, in, in the in the slightest, and it, it uh, uh, and people get pissed off. When I say that, but, like, uh, I don't care. To each their own. (laughs) Let's see. So you respect all forms of lifting. Well, of course I respect all forms of lifting, but I don't necessarily...
1: Follow that. Follow it. Like
0: I said, I'm I'm concerned with me.
1: He follows, I guess, like, he follows weird stuff, like sumo wrestling. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, that's not all forms of lifting.
1: That's true, I guess. I'm thinking just, like, sports, like... Weird well, sumo wrestling
0: out. was fucking awesome. I love watching sumo. It was a big tournament I just watched. <laughs> uh, it was going on most of the month of April and May. That was out live on YouTube, so that was pretty. That was pretty fucking mm-hmm. awesome. That's a very cool mindset or a good mindset. Yeah, and, you know, I, I guess I always tell people like, you know, I, why in the hell would you do this sport? To please anybody, and I'm not trying to undermine, like, Katie, or if you have, like, a significant other. But, like, why in the hell would you do this sport to please others? This dumb fucking sport that destroys you, and and pay, and only in rare circumstances, doesn't pay a fucking dime. Why would you do it to please others? That makes no sense to me. Lift how you want to lift, the way you want to do it, to please yourself. It's a sport where I and I help people. I try to spread as much knowledge as possible. But I do. I lift the way I lift to, to, for me. That's why people like, well, what do you bench run? Why don't you compete at rods? Because I don't fucking want to. Mm-hmm. How about that? I don't. I don't care. I want, what to prove a point to you?
1: Well, and nobody asks an ice skater why they don't roller derby.
0: No. I'm sure. Well, maybe because you know, grossly well, why don't, why don't similar, you, but <laughs> go on wheels
1: because I want to be on blades.
0: What do you bench raw? I, I don't know. A can of corn. It's
1: different.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. I don't, I don't know. Uh, the day I go raw is because that's the best thing that's for me at that time. Not because other people think I should. It's because that's what I want to do. Yeah. <clears throat> can you explain the corkscrew technique and how to not let it hurt the shoulders? Thanks. The corkscrew, uh, what he's talking about is probably, well, i got to adjust this slightly. As so You can see my arm here. Is tucking in the bottom of a lift. And then towards the top, you you rotate out. So it's a, it's a corkscrew. It's like this. Um, stay tucked for longer. Don't tuck in the bottom, and then as soon as you press, flare out. Because that, that internal rotation will destroy your shoulders. So you have to stay tucked in that powerful position at least about halfway up, if not a little bit more, and then at the very quarter, top of the motion, rotate out. Because everybody on the planet because of this, the way we're built, can lock out more weight in a flared position rather than a tuck position. But a tuck position is good for the bottom, a position is good for the top. So you want to corkscrew at the very top of the motion. People do it way too soon. They touch and they get scared and they go, and they try to press like this, ooh. Bad juju, even in a shirt that's bad juju. Other hobbies outside of lifting. Eating, sleeping,
1: watching anything to do with space. Spa-
0: I follow SpaceX like a fucking hawk.
1: Watching sumo.
0: While sumo wrestling. Hanging out with our friends.
1: Mm-hmm. We're pretty boring, I would say. Like we don't really, we don't do a lot. Sorry. Right. Powerlifting and. I'm
0: boring. I. She's not, but I am a very <laughs> boring person.
1: Anything Star Wars. He likes that. Yep.
0: I could talk Star Wars. Star Wars a lot. Yeah, that could be a whole podcast. I'm a nerd when it comes to Star Wars. I grew up with it. Perfect. Thanks, champ. I should have some of the some of all those bands around. Cool. I'll keep you updated. Cool. I'll send you some videos for feedback on the RAM. Please do. I want to see it. Did you check out the German metal song I sent you. I did. It's pretty fucking badass. Thank you, Thomas. Anybody has any uh, music recommendations? Primarily metal, or uh, just metal. Uh, send them my way. DM me. I'd like to hear about it.
1: Scary metal.
0: Yeah. I like okay. 90s, too. but
1: He really loves, like, Nickelback. No. Hinder.
0: False. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Finally got a CPAP. Good. <laughs> How long did it take you to get used to it? About three weeks. I have a nasal mask. i only been able to last a couple hours or so before I rip it off. Um, yeah. I recommend the nasal pillow. So you got the actual, like, nasal mask that covers this right here I threw mine away I fucking hated it I thought I'd be better I hated it I have the nasal pillows that has two prongs that just go right up the nose and the seal is inside the nostrils not on the face so one it's extremely non-invasive because it's just one little piece right here Mm -hmm. you're not gonna have red lines over your fucking face and the 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 full master even worse because you got a line that goes like around your entire face yeah, and then you get sweaty, so it was like... Yeah, it's it weird was weird on You had like bad. a weird
1: breakout on your nose
0: from it. If it was closer, I would grab it, but it's, it's over here. I'll, but yeah. get the nasal pillows. But even such, like there's a little bit of a break-in process because you got these things up your nose that expand to create the seal, and it kind of hurts the skin. So it took me about three weeks to get fully used to it. Just once you get used to it, you will never be able to sleep without it.
1: It probably took me three weeks to get used to you not snoring so loud like i didn't sleep very well because i was like is he alive yeah is he okay she, is he breathing when I, when I snored
0: she knew i was alive and i stopped snoring she's like are you dead and I'm like, no i'm just fucking sleeping the <laughs> yeah, way you're supposed finally to finally asleep so yeah it, we it, both
1: well, we both sleep so much better now though
0: but yeah dude the ma- if you're starting off the mask it, it's e- i like i said i threw mine away it was a hundred fucking bucks i threw it away after I had it for like a year, but I was like, I only used it off and on, and the head harness fucking irritated my hair, and it was this fucking big. the The nose, the nasal pillows stick right here. One strap all the way around. Totally, totally the most non-invasive uh, CPAP uh, apparatus you can have. How often do you get hate? It's amazing how much hate, how much hate equiplifters get. I don't know, off and on.
1: He doesn't read. A lot of comments like we I bet them pretty good yeah. before just because online can be real fucking shitty and well, the, you just he just doesn't need that negative mindset when he's going under weights like this the and shit th-
0: the thing is I how, okay I'll, I'll answer it like this how much hate do I get in person zero how much no hate- one's
1: gonna walk up to this man and be like mm, doesn't count how
0: much weight how much hate do I get online pretty heavy yeah. But again, here here's the thing. But it's monitored. I'm not weak-minded. No one's negative opinion or negative online comment has ever negatively affected my performance. Yeah. Because it's not reality. People get people are so twisted these days. They think that online personalities and online presence is like real life, and it fucking isn't. Like
1: or that their opinion matters when they're a drop in the
0: bucket. Uh, I had a kid that benches 225 come to me and and, and and tell me that what I was doing was stupid. I was like, I, I wanted to rip him apart, but I'm like, what's that going to do? Mm-hmm. An online comment to an online comment is, is fucking stupid.
1: Yeah.
0: It doesn't do anything. It, it accomplishes nothing, and it just spreads hate.
1: So, the ones that are the worst, though, are the people that will comment on, like, five videos being like, you're stupid, this is terrible, just terrible comments and then they'll come to the DM and be like, "Hey man, wondering if you can help me get a three fifteen bench." No, fuck you, <laughs> absolutely yeah. fucking not. You know what, you're gonna get blocked.
0: Yeah, I think it's fine. I like people on once in a while. Cause I think it's funny, but
1: yeah, I try yeah. not to. If you're, uh, if you're
0: that, if you're that weak, yeah. that you let some online comment wreck your day, I'm so sorry for you.
1: Well, I mean, I I have let it get to me.
0: It gets to me sometimes, they, There's but like, like an
1: obscene amount at times.
0: But I, here's what I do. I just stopped watching it.
1: Yeah, that's what, like, monitoring. He just, I'm just like, hey, the comments on that video, don't read them. Just don't go back to it. He says, okay. And that's it. That's all, that's all we do. Just
0: It all goes away at the click of a button. Click. Put the phone down. Mm-hmm. It, it disappears. It's so fucking weird. Go <laughs>
1: back to watching SpaceX on YouTube.
0: What made you choose to get into this form of powerlifting? Uh, I was influenced early on by a man named Adam Hicks and another man named Tracy Weiler. I turned eighteen. I met them. They threw me a bench shirt, and I enjoyed it. And I've been doing it ever since—14 years. Super. Yeah. Quick story. I started with the pills, and I hated it worse than the mask itself. <laughs> Personally. Oh. Okay. Okay. No
1: personal preference. You
0: know. I mean, hey, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different. Uh, CPAP uh, apparatuses I'll call them you can do the full mask where it's mouth and nose you can do just the nasal Um, there's hybrid ones where it's like mouth and then like a little like a little shelf I guess that kind of sticks up your like sticks on your nose you just have to there's lots of them out there to fit everybody's needs if you need one dude uh, it it is not just game changing for like my, my lifting. It was life changing. To get to get a CPAP and start sleeping with it, I can't yeah. imagine life with. I don't know how I lived this long.
1: Even today, like we came home and both just kind of sat down and we fell asleep, and woke up because you were snoring so fucking loud, and I was like, bro, if you want to go to sleep, we and I didn't that even re-
0: realize it. She would she would. Elbow. I mean, oh, I'd be, I'd be night. awake. I'd hear you say something, and I'm like, "What?" You're like, "You're snoring." I'm like, "I can hear you talking." That
1: always baffles me. Clearly, I'm you awake. You're so loud, and you're like, "No, I'm not." And I'm like, "Yes, know. you because are." Because
0: I could. Uh, the moment you said something, I heard you. I'm like what? That you're snoring. I'm like, "I'm awake. I can hear you talking." There's no way I'm snoring. It got to the
1: point where like I was recording you. And I'd be like, see, you're snoring. And you're like, how? I don't even notice that I'm doing it. And I'm like, well, everyone in this county can notice that you're now, doing it. Now, when I
0: noticed it was when I was, was trying to sleep but I would choke yeah. and wake up. Um, that was, I was like, whoa. And getting up to piss. Really, a good sign that you have sleep apnea is getting up to piss four to five times a night. Yeah. Um, when you actually no shit sleep, your body shuts that off so that you have this uninterrupted cycle of sleep. But if you have sleep acne and you're waking up, you will get up to piss four to five times a night, and it really fucking sucks.
1: Mm-hmm. Ugh. But now you don't do that.
0: Jay Rupo, shirts are dumb. Oh, yeah, you would know. <laughs> yeah, right, dude. Is that someone that you know? Yeah. Or... Oh,
1: okay, I was like, or is that just someone who wants Bench to
0: King. Oh, well, thank you. I don't claim that title, but thank you. You're Anyone? Good. Well, I'm all right. Who... <laughs> Anyone who needs a CPAP should check out Stan Effording on an Elite FTS podcast. He mentions a couple different ways to get them, also without prescription. There you go. Oh,
1: that's cool. That's nice to I know. I mean, mine,
0: mine's a hand-me-down. I got I got mine from a friend who uh, his insurance gave him a new one. He's like, hey, I don't need this thing anymore. Do you want it? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, mine's a hand-me-down. Let's see. Do you train overhead press at all? Nope. Absolutely not. I do. I do. I do nothing overhead. I don't put weights overhead. I don't put dumbbells overhead. I don't do overhead extensions. I, I do nothing overhead. Every time I do it, it fucking hurts me. I dislocated my left shoulder last year. A friend of mine was doing seated overhead extensions off the pins behind the head, like this, like dead stop off the pins. He's like, "Oh, this is an old West Side thing," and I'm like, "That looks fucking awesome." So I tried it and of course me I can't just hop into something brand new and take it easy nope. so the first day I ever tried them, I was doing 225 and it's like a set of 10 So and just you know I'm like oh well it's a tricep movement I'm fine but just supporting that weight overhead uh, it dislocated my left shoulder so I came home and I was like nothing hurt I went through the entire rest of the workout fine came home and I, my shoulder felt weird and I was like what the fuck and I relaxed and it went boom I was like oh <laughs> I pulled it back up in <laughs> I was like, that was weird. I tried it again. It went boop. I was like, oop, And I pulled it back in the socket. I slept with it that way. I just kind of pulled it up and I slept like this. <laughs> Woke up and it went, oop. ah, like, oh, fuck. So I just went to go see my chiropractic buddy a couple towns down. And he fucking popped it back in. And the healing process uh, t- uh, took place. And Because uh,
1: you're like, it's messing with all those like tendons and muscles that hold your shoulder in too, yep. right? So it like fucked all the, those
0: up. The training I was supposed to do... Leading to that November meet that I bombed out of. Mm -hmm. The three or four months I was supposed to train for that meet was spent babying this fucking shoulder. Yeah. Because of doing something overhead.
1: But the strength was there that meet. You were just too big for the Well, I Well,
0: I was too bloated at the same time. But I couldn't train for it because I had to baby my fucking shoulder the whole time. So, anyhow, um, that's a whole other story about being too bloated. Barracuda Bart. Any other meets planned for this year after Erie? Um, no. no, I don't think so. Uh, I know after this meet, I want to get back into Polly's single ply, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking to. I'm doing uh, Chris Jimedin's, uh IPA meet in West Virginia. Uh, uh, in well, February Hurricane Pennsylvania yes. in February. He invited Hurricane. me to that. Hurricane
1: mm-hmm. West Virginia.
0: Yeah. You I, said Pennsylvania. Well, I met, I met West, yeah. Virginia.
1: West Virginia. It's like the Hillbilly hoedown or something like that. Yeah.
0: Woo. So Funny I'm man. doing that one for him. He invited me and I'm I'm gonna go do that meet and do single ply. So mm-hmm. probably not the rest of this year. I'm not planning on doing anything. Yeah, so. it'll
1: take you a little bit to transition back
0: to uh I've, single I've been, ply. I've been farting around with it a little bit here and there just to yeah. you know, but not but it will be a a, a curve to get back into, into Just poly. the
1: pressure alone. It's going to be so different then.
0: Go. <laughs> you have no reason it's to be okay, over Mike. here. Thank you. Stay. Stay.
1: We have the best dog. He's great. But he wants to be held right oh, now. Mike, okay.
0: Syracuse, New York in September. I was going to do that meet. Rita West invited me. And uh, I had to back out because we are moving during that month. That's the month we are. Literally where...
1: like that same weekend that she's hosting it.
0: Yeah, so. our our lease is up in September. We can't stay in Virginia any longer. It's too expensive. Yes, yeah, September twenty fourth. We can't do it. So no, I backed out. it. I told her to take me off of the uh, off the roster, uh, which sucks. But yeah. um,
1: we were hoping to, to like be able to move earlier and maybe just go and support because a lot of our friends are going. Um, but it just, it's probably just not feasible this year. No.
0: Thomas says, would you consider any overhead presses with a bamboo bar and weights on bands just Mm -hmm. for shoulder control, stability, through different movement playing? Because I know you want to be strong, stable all around. No, I would not. I do the bamboo bar for the bench a lot. And that lights up the shoulders enough by itself. Mm -hmm. There's no need, in my opinion, to put it overhead. Uh, I've learned my lesson. You could
1: probably even do like... Front
0: raises with the bamboo bar to Even do some right. stuff. But it
1: had to be real light. Oh, yeah.
0: I mean, the bulk... Here's the thing. For benching, your, your shoulder's get enough fucking stimulus from benching. Mm-hmm. But what often happens, like in my case, I, I, I'm not going to turn it for you to see, but like my rear delts are severely underdeveloped compared to my front. So my antagonist muscle to my front delt, which is the rear delt, is very underdeveloped. Which leads you to possible injury in the future. So, um, no, I the the probably ninety to ninety five percent of my shoulder work is all rear delt and then some mm-hmm. side delt, but I just do laterals. Uh, just trying to
1: balance it out. Yeah.
0: Machine, pec deck, reverse, uh cable rear delts, the occasional face pulls, which I think are stupid. Um, dumbbell rear laterals, but I do nothing to the front, I do nothing overhead. I've learned my lesson. I don't need to do that shit that's yeah so to answer that that's a no-go altogether yes how uh hicks uh how do you set your feet for bench and your butt not come off the bench well that has a lot to do with the your foot position doesn't matter much it's how you drive with your legs and i talked about this in my last bench critique if you push straight down into the floor the adverse effect is going to be straight up so if you push down, your ass is gonna go up. So you can't push down into the floor. You have to push away. You have to put like you're trying to scoot the bench across the floor, the gym floor, you would push not down, you'd want to push kind of like scoot yourself like this. So no matter how you set it, you have to not, you have to teach yourself to push uh kind of like sideways. Mm-hmm. So not this way, but actually this way. Push that way. Come to live in Syracuse? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a big New York fan. Don't know why, but uh, we're gonna live in Ohio where it's damn dirt cheap to live. That's we're the biggest. Excited thing. excited
1: about Ohio. It's it's bittersweet though.
0: It's I I if it was if, it was, if rent was about two to three hundred dollars cheaper here where we're at, like it is in Ohio, we would be staying. I there's not a reason in the world why I want to leave the gym and community that we fucking have and our family. But we just can't fucking. We're paying so much yeah, for such a small amount anywhere. of space. Like,
1: we're not struggling as adults. But we're also not
0: as adults. Advancing. Yeah, we we can't. It's only gonna get more expensive every fucking lease we sign. Yeah. And we're gonna get more and more like, but worse off and worse off. For, and for, we need
1: more space. Like we live in 468 square feet, run two businesses, have three pets. The two of us like can't do it. It. It's a lot of stuff and a lot of work and a very little amount of space for too much money.
0: Nope. So, Virginia, you've been great, but uh, you suck and we're we're leaving. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Thomas, fair enough, but do you know why I ask? Of course, I do. Do you still do the incline, overhead, JM, press, roll back, and tape press combo or that too incline to be overhead for you? I just cut out the incline altogether because it was just becoming too... Plus my shoulder, um, I'm, I'm not injured, I don't have a pre-existing injury, but I did dislocate that shoulder last year. And ever since then, it's really fucking sensitive. So anything on incline, even like extensions, like if I'm laying flat, extensions behind the head or a clip, that's almost too much stress on my shoulder too. So I have to rely on movements that are very, very bench related, keeping the weight over here and not here. So uh plus the incline tape press is what hurt my elbow i don't know if you're that far up the uh the patreon line yet but i hurt my elbow one week like nine days before my 1050 bench in belmar new jersey Mm -hmm. and i that took seven months to heal so no no incline work at all fuck that the bow maker and the slingshot almost the same. No, they are very different. Uh, slingshots suck. Bow makers are strong and well made.
1: Maybe explain more than that. Like, why does the slingshot suck?
0: Because it's just it's it, it, you can they they give you like fifty pounds.
1: Just, just the strength of it. Yeah, is, just yeah.
0: She's yeah, like
1: a first. I know it's never. I
0: know it's the original, but like, there's so much better designs and better well-made tools out there.
1: Here's a question. Yes. For, um, YouTube. Speaking about shoulders, would you agree shirts work better for pec-dominant physiques? No. You're not pec-dominant nope. at
0: all. If you're pec-dominant, then you're not going to be able to lock any of your weight out. You shouldn't bench with your pecs. You have to bench with your triceps. The arms are the key to the bench. So if you're just pec-dominant, you're going to get in a shirt and you're going to suffer because you're not going to have the tricep strength to lock out any of the heavier weight. If you're going to get anything off your chest... But then you're not gonna have the tricep strength to. So no, it would actually make you worse. I think um, you're better off training the triceps for a while and uh, making them stronger than the pecs. Um, but m- maybe you're a bodybuilder. I don't know what the situation is. But no shirted benching for a pec dominant lifter would be actually negative. No, that'd be that'd be bad. <clears throat> right, pec versus delt. Let's see. Do you have siblings? Do they lift? I have a brother and a sister, and my brother lifted a little bit, but not competitive. Just like very, very, like very casual. Incline close scripts, photo, press of three hundred for one is my new PR. Very good. Well, that's good for you, Mike. That's great. Fantastic. Jimmy Cole lives in a four hundred square foot apartment. Sounds like torture. Yeah. It's not.
1: Well, we're also minimalist, so it's not like we have a lot of stuff in here because it's such a small space. But three fourths of it is business related. Like yeah. our bedroom is actually just our entire studio, and everything else is out in the living room. So like directly in front of us There's a bed is right our there. bed, then our and TV. then our TV, and then our kitchen, Little and kitchen. then
0: that's
1: it. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, so our living space is actually about half that,
1: because the yeah. other half
0: of it's actual like a business studio.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah. it's not crowded out here. It's great. Huh. Yeah. But. The office is too much.
0: Do you do roids? No, that shit will kill you. (laughs) Nope, I'm about to start the Halloween version with the makeup paint stuff on in (laughs) 2020. What? I don't know. He's he's talking about Halloween makeup and stuff. Oh, oh, he's talking about where he's at in Patreon. Yeah, okay. Oh. Oh, dude. Oh,
1: so when you did, when you were the guy from The Crow.
0: Yes.
1: They ended up
0: just being like a fat door of the Explorer, yeah. but that's Goth, door <laughs> of the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> you cut my wig. <laughs> I thought it would look better. Give me a bolt cut. <laughs> it made me look fucking Listen, stupid. Listen, I'm not a hairdresser.
1: It was Jesus. bad. Jesus.
0: It was. I was like, let's go. It's too long. So once you get into the <laughs> first e- first month of 2021, then you will you will see the workout where I actually hurt my elbow doing the incline JM presses. You don't like the Rams anymore? Nope. I do not.
1: They just don't give them as much as a Widowmaker does.
0: Hey, I already told you I don't do steroids, so you know. Just
1: you don't have to. to each their own. Answer
0: it. So I hope to finish 2020 coming week. Gotcha. About your sensitive shoulder, I'll do some digging to find a therapist for you in Ohio. Well, yeah, you don't have to do that, but if you that's nice
1: though. Therapy. If you want, yeah,
0: from the same group that helped me with mine. Well, every other therapist gave me my shoulder up, my reminiscing. A lot for you guys. Yes. Well, if you, I'll, I'll take any recommendation uh, because mm-hmm. it's not like.
1: I mean, it's doing great. You're doing great things. It's just.
0: It just. It just. It hurts from time no to time. There's no point in
1: doing moves that are going to stress it out. No. And hurt it when they're not necessary.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, dude. I guess I'll, shoulder. I, I'll use this analogy. Shoulders are important for big benching, but overhead pressing is not. Yeah. There's a lot of people that fucking argue with me about that. Namely, like the Jailhouse Strong guys, Josh Bryan's clients. Uh, what was his name? The big bencher. Um, 242. Hornstra. Oh, Jeremy Hornstra would argue with me on that, that overhead pressing is key to building a big bench. Now, a big bench will not build an overhead press. So it doesn't work both ways. Mm-hmm. There, are, you know, Overhead pressing is supposedly good for building a big bench, but a big bench will not over- improve your overhead press. So... Yeah, Maddox is another one. Um,
1: But also, I mean, you've preached over and over again. If you overhead press, and that is what is getting you a big bench, and that's what works for you, then do it. But he's not going to program it, because we've seen time and time again that it doesn't work, and it ends up with people getting hurt. And he's here to bench and lift for 30 years, not wreck his body for five years, and then
0: move on out of the sport. I, I tell people if you want to build an overhead press for the sake of building an overhead press, then do it. But it's it's not gonna build. I'm not I'm not gonna build a 1,400 pound bench by doing 225. Two, what the fuck is that gonna do? That's that's dumb. So that's that's one thing. Thomas says, at least I can do for you, considering all you've done for me and the advice, tips, and etc." Well, I appreciate that. I don't do a lot. I feel like I don't do enough sometimes, but
1: I appreciate that.
0: I do. Thank you. What's the stupidest lift you think some do as benchers? Well, we just got done talking about overhead mm-hmm. press. So that's one. That's probably it. Um, I think, well from personal experience because I can't say like well what you do is stupid because what if you get results from that mm-hmm. it makes you stronger so from a personal experience overhead press and dips Ooh, are two yeah. two of the most worthless movements those are hard on you they were they were hard the thing was my overhead press would improve my dip weight would improve my bench went nowhere it, it never translated over to more strength on the bench I could do dips with six or seven plates between my legs. So we're talking like over 500 pounds of total weight. My body weight plus the weight between my legs. Mm-hmm. For reps, really strong on dips. had really strong triceps. Bench went nowhere. So, from what I... For now, and then Thomas said, bicep curls, David. <laughs> Jimmy loathes biceps. I do. I think biceps are so fucking stupid. But I'm I,
1: surprised you didn't just say speed work.
0: Well, I... He, he asked what stupidest lift you think.
1: Oh, okay. Like That's... the actual movement. Got gotcha. you.
0: Now, if you wanted to just get more technical, like she said, I think speed work is some of the dumbest shit you could do for Bench. No, Polly's on here. What's up? Last live, you were talking mass gainers and CPAP. Well, we just got done talking <laughs> CPAP yeah. again. How much longer are you planning on pushing this before you want to cut down be healthy? Asking legitimately. Um, He's not
1: unhealthy. Like... Everyone always assumes because he's big and because he's lifting 1,400 pounds that he's unhealthy. Um, he's probably needed a CPAP all the way back when he was in 242. Oh yeah, way he's back. had this issue as long as I've known him when he was, I mean, even maybe before that. You were at 220s when we met. And his labs are great. His blood work is always great. His blood pressure is great. As far as health, Dude is a a monster. He's amazing. People just assume that because he has a heavier frame, that he's unhealthy, and that's just not the reality. Yep. So I just want to put that out there too.
0: I'm 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 trying to gain weight, healthy weight,
1: muscular weight.
0: I'm trying to gain muscle. I'm 325. I don't think I'm five foot five. You gotta keep that in mind. I'm not six and a half feet tall. Mm -hmm. I'm five foot five at 325. I don't think it's physically possible for me to naturally put on another 15 to 20 pounds of muscle. I really don't think that's ever going to fucking happen. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my damnedest to do that, Mm -hmm. but I want to gain weight, but I want to gain muscular weight. A lot of it's going to be legs, uh, my shoulders and arms, uh, maybe. I I don't know. I want to put on more muscle and gain like 15 to 20 pounds. But naturally, I really don't think that's going to happen. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm going to try. Mike says, I have the Widowmaker. I'm going to start with one-ply Widowmaker, then first, then go to two-ply. Does this sound good? Yes. That sounds like a good plan. Start with the simple one first, then go to the heavy one after that. Mm-hmm. Stitch. Keith is on here. His biceps are such a pretty muscle. No. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I mean, I am working. I'm trying to get my arms from 23 inches to 24 inches. I'd like to have 24-inch arms someday. It might take a while, but where
1: you at now
0: 23 you sure we're slightly under but i'm gonna round up and say 23. i
1: think it was like 22 and a three quarters see i
0: rounded up <laughs> i think mark. your bench is just so strong equipped that overhead press this dips etc can never get you to a 1000 thousand pound loads you would need that's ex- that's see? yeah that's that's more more fuel compared to what i see most raw, raw lifters do yeah mo- mostly raw like uh james strickland Uh, uh, Josh Bryant because he coaches all these guys uh, Jeremy Hoonstra and Maddox all really big strong raw guys and they do a lot of that shit Mm -hmm. but even when I was just doing raw when I first came back into the sport a couple years or three years ago I was doing I was dipping all the time and I was overhead pressing all the time those two lifts would go up my bench went nowhere so I don't know here's a
1: YouTube question yes Uh, you rock Jimmy thoughts on reverse dumbbell floor press I like these
0: Reverse dumbbell floor press. You mean like reverse grip? Probably. I've never done a, we'll call it a supinated position dumbbell press, but the idea makes sense. I like doing dumbbell, I like doing, I'll I'll skip the the middle part, I like doing dumbbell presses on the floor. I really do. Mm -hmm. But I've never done them with a reverse position, so... I mean, if you like, I said that's something you can gain some. It's going to be a lot of triceps, so that's good.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it works for you and you really like it, good. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, ever tried reverse grip in a shirt?
0: I've done reverse grip with a band. I've done reverse grip with my Widowmaker. I have a nine hundred pound reverse grip bench in the gym with my Widowmaker. I want to bench a thousand pounds reverse grip, but I, I've never done an actual like full shirt reverse grip. No. Um,
1: Would you try reverse grip in a poly? Because it's so much more restrictive. Or do you think that's just
0: going to be a band shirt thing? I, I, don't, I really don't know. I think it'd be more simple to do it in a poly than it would be in a band tool.
1: Yeah?
0: Mm-hmm. Never tried it. We'll have to do that someday. Hmm. Let's see here. Well, I'm getting kicked off of Instagram here in about a minute and 35 seconds. So. Weird.
1: We haven't hit the time limit it hasn't done.
0: No, it hasn't done that for a long, long time. So I guess I'm going to end it here pretty soon, so... Your goal is five, foot five 3'35"? 3'35", uh, 3'40". Yeah.
1: We'll see.
0: Just building muscle. Yeah. Any sense on going higher than a 2 board with a band tool? Yes, but for high rep. I don't think low rep is going to be key there. You're going to want volume and doing uh, high reps off the 3 board, or higher than 2. Man, I don't, I've got so many questions here.
1: If they if you guys want to jump over to YouTube, um, we could just keep going on YouTube and you can ask all your questions over there. Yeah,
0: because I still got a lot of, I got some viewers on YouTube here. So if screenshot you want to screenshot
1: that real quick.
0: Screenshot what?
1: Screenshot the questions and then you can read them on the YouTube live. Oh
0: blog. shit. Let's see. Uh okay, here we go. All right, you know what? No. I'll just I'll just hop back on here.
1: Alright, that's fine.
0: Uh if y'all want to continue this i'm gonna restart the live because it's kicking me off in 25 seconds so if you want to join me here again i got a few more things to cover if not cool but i'm gonna keep going so i'm gonna hop off here and then restart so we'll see you in a few minutes seconds
1: seconds yeah sorry guys thank you youtube for your patience watching this and podcast people
0: yep so i'm just gonna go ahead and restart it i'm doing two platforms as you can see here i'm gonna go live again we're live again. Okay. So anyway, one of the questions was You might so have to
1: wait for people to jump back on.
0: Do we have what well, do we have new comment here? Um
1: yeah, so for YouTube, ever use an evil twin.
0: Yes, evil twin. Um I have I've you I've I've had a double ply evil twin, I have a triple ply evil twin. They're excellent multiply shirts. They really, really are excellent multiply shirts. I never will recommend a single ply evil twin to anybody. Almost I guess. Almost oh, everybody hop right back Good. on. Good.
1: Keep
0: going. Nice to see you guys. Um no, Evil Twins are a great multiply. They're not designed to be single ply. They're, they're, just, they're just not. You can order them single ply because they have to cover that market. If someone wants them in single ply, they're gonna make it for you. It's more money. But uh they're they're designed to be multiply only. So they're great. They they really the material it really molds to your body when you start using it. It's like a second skin they actually called the material evil twin skin is what the material was called like the uh, inzer has nxg or pxg titan has nxg and they, they called the evil twin material the evil twin skin so that's pretty cool let's see here okay thanks for hopping back on everybody over here on Instagram that was pretty quick that was pretty awesome thank you all for joining me back here uh, I'm not gonna make this super super long I never like to end without answering everybody's questions, so let me uh, continue on with that. Let's see, Widowmaker only comes in two X or two X, not three. You probably mean like two two layers, not three. I think I've seen three layered ones. I'm I'm sure that's probably something that Rob Ferrell would have to make custom. You, you can't get that through like Anderson Powerlifting. How much weight is the one ply and the two ply for? It, it's purely based on individual. There's there's no telling. So I could tell you for me it's 800 pounds or 1100 pounds, but like that's not going to be the same case for you. It's it's ba- it's purely based on individual uh, how much you're going to get out of each one. What's the best brand of elbow wrap and wrist wrap? Even if you don't use them, um, I'm going to sound extraordinarily one-sided and biased, but I think that Anderson Powerlifting has. The best elbow, they're not called wraps, they're elbow sleeves, and they're the only wraps that I will ever fucking use for bench press. They have the KLA 5000s that are all black, and they're super fucking stiff. That's the only wrap that I'll ever use under the kind of loads that I put myself under. And actually, you can see how dark my skin gets right here. That's from the always wrapping my wrists, how it's light up here and dark right here. <laughs> That's from wrapping my wrists all the time. But my skin's like permanently darker for some reason. So Anderson powerlifting, concentric pin presses, question mark, uh, concentric. That means just dead stop presses. Yeah. I mean, I do them from time to time. Uh, they're not really a press as much as they are an extension. Don't push off the pins. You have to extend with the triceps to get anything out of them. Mothman, what's up? Got a meet in three weeks. Cool, I got a meet week uh, meet in five weeks. gonna be my first meet actually using my bench shirt. Fantastic. Most confident I've ever been with touching. Good. Good. That's half the dude half the battle,
1: yeah. And you're you're in a
0: poly, I th- I'm thinking. So yeah, that's 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 fucking really, really difficult. Best raw bench. Can of corn. would you ever do a full day of eating video would love to see how you eat in a day uh dude we've tried we we
1: never remember
0: we've we've tried to do that several times but like
1: his eating is so basic like today you had two jimmy dean breakfast sandwiches for breakfast Mm -hmm. did you have a protein
0: shake nope just so you just had
1: those and then you had a kind bar
0: on the way to the gym. On the way
1: to the gym. And a juice. What did you drink this morning? Did you even have an energy drink today?
0: I did my, um, alpha, uh, alpha lion. Oh, yeah. Pre-workout. So
1: you had your pre-workout. And then you had half of your Chinese order. We ordered Chinese halfway through the gym. Yep. Um... And then you just ate the other half of it with some extra grilled chicken.
0: I'll tell I'll tell you what it, it's extraordinarily underwhelming. You're not going to be wowed. It's not like yeah. a Brian Shaw or an Eddie Hall situation where you're going to be like, "Yeah, holy shit, he's eating some... It's really not that impressive. I promise, it's not worth no. watching. It's just normal. I do a lot
1: of Panda Express, or yeah, just like
0: Panda Express, Weight Gain Shakes. Cooker, so it's, just, it's super boring. It wouldn't even be worth watching because it would just be so generic. He literally
1: eats just rice from the rice cooker and grilled chicken that we get from Target. Microwave, just throw it in there, a little bit of salt. He'll eat that maybe once or twice a day. Yep.
0: Just weight gain shakes and rice and chicken. Kind bars. Lots of kind bars. Fast food. Lots of fast food. Barracuda Bart. Whatever happened to the shirt? You got a while ago. Did you ever use it? I couldn't use it because they made the armholes like, that fucking big. Oh, the red one. I see you. (laughs) So, I I was like, well, fuck. They were, like, they were down to here, dude. They were, like, two feet long. That would
1: do a lot of alteration.
0: So, I was like, god damn this fucking shit. So, I I actually let my, one of my training, uh, Brian Manning actually has it. And he fits it. It fits him perfectly. Mm -hmm. He gets a lot out of it, which is really shocking to me that a... He's like, he's got that deadlift body type, really long arms. He gets a lot out of it. Normally, a long limb lifter does not do very well with a stiff material, but he gets a lot out of it. So, it's holding up like a fucking like a fucking Cadillac. Or at least the old Cadillacs, new ones suck. But so yeah, do you use a stiff wrap or flexible stiff wrap? I can't be under fourteen hundred pounds with a with a flexible stretchy wrap. I need a cast fucking stiff ass wrap. If you go to Anderson Powerlifting they have the brand new all black KLA 5000's and that Strong right there is a code you can use to get like 10% off it's not a commission thing, it's just a discount for you. Mm-hmm. Um, they are really fucking strong and stiff. Mothman says yeah, single ply, single ply poly good. I can never touch my katana but my overkill makes touching an absolute dream. That shocks me. Hoping to bench between 350-365. I've heard the opposite. No, I've never used an Overkill. I've seen one in person. I've compared the two. I put the katana here and the Overkill hill and really got really close and compared the materials. Very interesting. Katana's have like a weave, and Overkills are like grid, like a like, like square. squared off. It's very very interesting to see the difference. But I've heard the Overkills are Overkill, and you can't make anything touch with them. So that's actually pretty cool to hear. Jacob, would you change sizes between the super ram and the supercharged ram? My super ram is small, a size medium at 310. My super ram is a small, a size medium. Um, no, I keep all mine the same. All of my rams are large. Mm-hmm. I've tried to go down to a medium, and they're just, the armholes are just so goddamn small, I can't fit into it. So no, I I keep them the same. That that's just what I've done. Thomas says next. Back workout for you, Jimmy. Try these anti-bench or reverse bench high pulls with lat pull-down attachment. On. One top set of 20, 30-second rest drop, 10, 10, 10 pounds as much as possible. Do three to four drop sets. Gnarly, shitty back pump. Well, I, I do the standing the standing uh, lat pulls to mimic the bench, so I will try that. Taylor. Hi, Jim Boob. Hello. Welcome Taylor, back. Taylor Boob. How you doing?
1: We missed you.
0: Good to have you back in the state. What's your favorite back exercise for bench press? I have like twenty favorite moves. I can't put it down to one. lay rows off the floor, pen lay rows off the rack. Um shrugs. <laughs> High's
1: <laughs> I like how you both said that.
0: Yeah. High's high shrug with an SSB is one of my absolute favorite ways to shrug. Um Shit, man.
1: You've do a lot of suitcase shrugs. You haven't done
0: those I, in a while. Well, they're, they're, it's just too cumbersome to hold a barbell in one hand and balance it. That's and, true. We
1: and have that. those handle ones now. Yeah, we do. For the farmers walks, actually,
0: I might try that sometime.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I do. I, I can't put it to just one. I, I it's, it, I have do too them many. All. How do you get rid of forearm tendonitis? Oh, Jesus Christ! You're, no, I don't know, dude. It, just work on it. Quit it. I mean, um i don't know it's it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint what exactly you could do just massage ice heat just tens unit. balms tens unit yeah. i've run bpc 157 the protective compound the peptide through it to get it to fucking cool off um lots of things you can do
1: yeah give it time to let it heal yeah uh which would you choose super katana or bolt I followed the sizing instructions on the bolt, and I can't get into it.
0: Because Enzer sucks. I am so sorry you had to... You fell for their trickery. Enzer uh, blows. Their their quality is shit. They don't give a fuck about their customer base. So and Also,
1: do you have someone helping you get into it? Because Jim wears his stupidly small. There's no way he'd be able to get into a shirt by himself.
0: A brand new single ply katana. So I would choose the katana. The brand new single ply for me. It takes about two or three of us about fifteen minutes to get into it. They're tight as fuck, but the quality is not there with the and Inzer. Yeah. They don't give a fuck, dude. Don't don't fall for that shit. I don't I don't know why. Opinion time. I don't know why people keep giving Inzer money. I really it's don't. The name. I guess it's the brand name. You're buying the name. You're not buying quality. You're not gonna get your shit in days or weeks. You might wait months to get it. It's just, I don't know why people keep giving them money. I really don't. I was the bold spotter on bench in women's pro-am. I mean, bald? I don't know. Bold, bald. In women's pro-am in Cincinnati, the way you give cues and your athletes perform speaks volume on how you how good you guys at Equip Lift. It was such a pleasure meeting you. Well, I'm, I don't. so nice. I'm, thank you. I, I'm sure it was a pleasure meeting you as well. I'm not good with. Names or faces sometimes. <laughs> um, but thank you. That, that I, really, I really appreciate that. We miss you too, Taylor. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's it down. Okay. The Bolt used to be good, Mothman says. The Bolt used to be good. The new one sucks. Stretches out quick. Had amazing pop when new. Cool. Well, Matt's on here. What's up, Matt? Um, things are going good, man. How are you? Um, no. Yeah, the Bolt... I watched one blow blow in half, blow right down the middle at the uh, the uh, super finals last year in Florida. One, it just he brought it down and just boom it just blew right out. Like, oh, there's an Inzer. <laughs> an Inzer shirt blew out. What, what do you know?
1: Not like that.
0: I've never seen an uh, overkill blowout. I've never, I've seen one Titan shirt blowout. It was 10 years ago at a WWNPF. Yes, that was a thing. Jim and ends up here. What's up, man? I did a WNPF World Natural Powerlifting Federation in Youngstown, Ohio. Yes, that was actually a federation. Is it still
1: a federation? I don't
0: know. I haven't heard. I've, I've never. I haven't seen that mm-hmm. federation in like ten years. Um, and an F six blew right down the middle. It's like a shotgun blast. Boom, when I looked over here in the sky, get up off the bench. Not hurt because the shirt blows out. That's fine. It protects you. And it just there's just just these these this thread's just waving in the wind. I was like, "Whoa, holy shit!" But that's the only time I've seen a shirt blow out in person. It was a Titan F6, um, but I've, I've seen Inzer's blow out left and right all the fucking time. What's up, David How you doing, bud? So yeah, um, the, the it, <laughs> it's just Inzer, man. Uh, like I said, Overkill never blow out. Katana's almost never blow out. Titan shirts, I've seen one in person, but in person, I've seen probably five or six Inzers blow out in Person, so I don't know why people give them money. I re- it really blows my mind when people still give them money. So, um, mm-hmm. do we have anything else on YouTube? Um,
1: the same guy who asked about the bolt said uh-huh. he always has help getting into his shirt, cool. so that's and he, good, and
0: he can't get into and it he with help. It. Yeah, just so. Jesus, man. I, I, I was, t-
1: <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, what I've heard about their customer service, like, he probably can he return it nope. and have them nope. get a different size? Probably or? not. Or You're going to have to, like, eBay it.
0: Quentin Meyer blew out a ton of bolts. Well, there's there's even more. Jimedin says, like, eight plus. Jesus.
1: Damn. That would scare the living fucking shit out of me. If you were under, and your shirts kept blowing, there's no fucking way. I'd be like, yeah, let's drop another 300 bucks on one of those. No fucking way.
0: Mothman says, he said eight plus. on.
1: Absolutely not. You'd be switching
0: shirts real fast. If I wasn't willing to replace gear relatively often, I wouldn't use Inja for anything besides wraps. I would use straight Titan or if I was short on cash. There you go. Matt says, I've never really heard of anyone using a bolt and not blowing it out. Holy shit. Wow.
1: Doesn't Paul have one? Didn't he just get one? He
0: got one, but he can't even use it because it's too small.
1: Okay, so let's keep an eye they, on it then. They
0: sized it wrong. What do you fucking know? Did Insert? he get it brand new from yep. Insert or did he get you, it from you No, know, he, he bought it brand new. The, the neck on that thing was like stiff as a piece of flex steel. I mean, that's cool as hell, but Jesus Christ. Hmm. he He hosted my last meet. He told me he blew through 18 bolts.
1: There's no way. Why on earth would you keep buying them?
0: So here's more testament how much ass Inzer sucks is uh, when Kennelly was still uh, really big, um, when he was benching in the thousands back in 2008, 10, 12, 14, he told me he would get five to six brand new SDPs per week from Inzer. What? He'd put a brand new one on, use it, toss it to the side, brand new one, use it, toss it to the side, brand new one, use it. For
1: what purpose?
0: Because they stretch out so quick. He use it one session, it was done, he'd throw it to the side. He had to have a brand new one every single workout because they stretch out like that. Like.
1: Jesus.
0: So <laughs> you, you if you value your money... Stay the fuck away from Enzer. I I I feel like I've reiterated that in a few different forms, but please, if you value your money, do not go with Enzer. 18 bolt in is what I was remembering, but I thought the size thought that was too many. But there you have it. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's absolutely asinine.
0: He was sponsored. The bolt is the reason he dropped Enzer. Wow. Didn't Canelli eventually go overkill, or am I just thinking that? No, he at one point he was, he was featured uh, with the uh, when APT was still a thing, that fucking awesome rap company. <laughs> they came out with the Apex, the Apex Bench shirt, the Apex One, Two, and Three, like Roman numerical One, Two, and Three, <laughs> and he he was in that for a minute, but he was always in Zer. Um, up until the until he retired for that short few minutes, few minutes. And then he came back, and Inzer or, is a bag of dicks. Then he just started using the band shirts right away. How
1: much older is Inzer than Titan? Like like a year. Did, oh, okay. So it wasn't like everyone was using Inzer because that's all there was. No,
0: like Inzer came out in seven with the first shirt in like '79. Thomas, mm-hmm. you might be able to correct me, but I think. They came out with the first shirt in seventy nine or eighty, and then t- came out in eighty or eighty one.
1: Okay.
0: So there's like a year or two difference. So Wild. So you know, it. <laughs> so I really don't like Inzer. If you can't, if you can't tell, I have personal experience with their equipment. Well, before I was ever sponsored with anybody, I was just buy. Like, that's all I knew because I looked in the Powerlifting USA.
1: Mm-hmm, that's on all the covers. It says it's
0: just Inzer, 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 Inzer. No. I'm like, oh, well, that's just all there is. And I, the first time I met Jeff Beg. An iron chamber, he was wearing a weird looking bench shirt with a fucking tornado on it. I was like, What the fuck is that? He goes, This is a Titan F6. He goes, like, I was like, Titan, what the fuck's Titan? And that's kind of where that branched off. And then I met Adam Hicks, and he was sponsored by Titan with a katana. And then he got me with uh, Anderson. And, you know, there you go. So I just watched your podcast thing with Canelli. He said he only used those. You got them for free. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him in that sense. You know, you're getting free stuff, but like five and six shirts a week. Yep. And there's a possibility that it's gonna blow out, and you're gonna miss your fucking bench that you've worked so hard for anyway. Yep.
0: Fuck, that's wild. It's fucking crazy. And people still give them money. That's the that's the crazier part. I remember those Apex shirts when they were around. I never once heard of anyone else using one of those shirts, though. Seen a few on eBay over the years, but i that was about it. Joe Fazio bought one. He's no longer, he never no longer lives with us, but he bought one off eBay. It was like a, I think it was the single. He liked it. He thought it was fucking awesome. It, had, it was just it was a basic shirt. It had a little stock neck, and it looked like a bench shirt. I don't know anything about the material. I just know that it was a shirt they made, and... Uh, that was it. Was Pete's mom sewing squat suits for Gallagher in like '78? Oh <laughs> shit, fucking no! Yeah. Titans website has a timeline that has the dates of what they came out with, but in a timeline. Oh, that's yeah. kind of cool. I'll have to check that out. I, didn't, I never, I didn't know that was a thing. So there you go. There's a little bit spiel on how much uh, how much ass Inzer sucks and how, how how little they care about their quality and their customer base. You, you never f-
1: know what you're gonna get on these on these
0: lives. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel safe using loadable dumbbell bars for dumbbell press? Nah, no, because I've not ever had one um, <laughs> that wasn't at risk for the collars falling off and the plates going.
1: It's like not tight enough.
0: Yeah. There's just no way to crank them down tight enough to make them safe. So nope. I just I use the I use the dumbbells that that the gym offers. If they're not heavy enough, oh well. I, reps. I, I never, I've never built a, a big bench off of just dumbbell work. So so no, I, I don't feel safe with those. When you're benching without gear, what muscles do you mostly push the weight into on the way down? What what muscles do you mostly put the weight into on the way down? Oh. Uh, triceps and upper back. And I bench reverse grip if I'm not in a piece of equipment um, 100% of the time. So I'm flexing the back, I'm flexing the triceps, I'm trying to take the weight down with my back and triceps, and then back and triceps on the way up. So notice I didn't say chest or shoulders or anything like that. Back and triceps, back and triceps. You need to let everybody know that they can add 100 pounds to their bench simply by wearing Cope Strong t-shirts or sweatshirts. (laughs) Just saying. Well, thank you for being a
1: I wish that was true.
0: <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that would be very cool. It's not, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna take that claim. No. <laughs> but you, we you... do
1: have t-shirts and sweatshirts. Um, right now, they're in our Etsy shop, but they're coming to your website this week because the shirts okay. just came in. Um, so he's printing them, and he's gonna model them for us. So we do
0: have uh, the cult. What's, what's the website exactly? ColtStrong.com Colbstrong.com. I have a website. Um, eventually, uh, all my t-shirts will be sold uh, through that site.
1: By the end of this week. I have. have them up. By I the have, end of, like, before we go to the seminar.
0: I have programs available on there that are just, like, standalone programs.
1: Yeah, we just put up. We didn't even <laughs> tell anyone. We just put up your... Yeah. 1120, the training that got you your 1120 yep. single ply bench. So, if you're
0: interested in that at it's the a site, it's 10 week program. Kolbstrom.com has two programs, oh, three three actually, but two bench programs right now.
1: And one lockout assist program. Yeah.
0: One is the K950, which is the training verbatim for 12 weeks mm-hmm. that I did leading up to my 950 multiply bench 10 years ago, eight years ago. And then, I, ever so recently, I put up the 10 week training that I did. Uh, verbatim that led to the my 1120 pound single ply bench. Yep. So I do work with people um, one-on-one But if you want just a bare-bone like basic program that I followed to bench those weights They're on the website for 50 bucks yeah.
1: and it's instant download So as soon as you pay it will send you and like a little thing to just download it right to whatever device you're on yep.
0: Dividend says, I'll be right back subscribe to your Patreon. Well, thank yes, you. Yay. Good to have you back. Um, if you find value in it, that's that's the best thing I could ever hope for. If you don't find value in it, please leave. If that's okay. Because yeah. no heart feelings, but if somebody's like, well, I've got enough information out of you, I'm good, then do ways. If you don't find value in it, please do not stay on there. Mm-hmm. J. Rupo, cannot wait for next weekend to help fix my poverty bench. You do not have a poverty <laughs> bench. Quit. Um... He's gonna be at the seminar. Oh,
1: nice!
0: So I'll be happy to help help you out as much any way as I can. Uh, Jay Hicks, when I first started lifting, I uh, only knew of Enzer. Same. Mm-hmm. After talking to a meet director for the Wabdle, well, I like I like the Wabdle Federation. He told me about Anderson Powerlifting. I haven't bought anything but Titan since then. Smart man.
1: Nice.
0: The quality is there. The custom going through Anderson, uh, they sell the Enzer uh, the Titan products. So. The quality is there, but when you go through Anderson powerlifting, you're going to you are going to get, get your
1: shit right away for one.
0: You're gonna get your shit anywhere between three and five days. Not three to four weeks or three to five months. Yeah. If he if Anderson Powerlifting has what you need in stock, you will have it in days, not weeks, not months. The problem is getting it, that stock to is them. Get, getting yeah. the stock to Anderson because they'll put in a $60,000 order with Titan um, and they and they won't get it right away. So it, it's hard to keep things in stock they get a lot of business. It's a small company. Yeah. Very small company, but it's hard to keep stuff in stock.
1: So if you see it, grab it.
0: You won't like I said, you will have Kevin does not fuck around.
1: Yeah. He
0: will get your stuff to you lightning fast.
1: And their customer service is probably too good. Like Kevin probably does too much for people, but he loves this sport. He loves the people who support Anderson Powerlifting. He's such a great guy, and there's such good quality items and people. And
0: he gives himself not enough credit. I know. That I know. So I sad. could talk
1: about how great he is all day.
0: Jimadad says, "I don't want Rupo to outbench me." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, it's 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 uh like I said, if you find value in what I have on Patreon, it, it then I, I, I absolutely that's the goal, like, that's, that's the why goal. you do it. But I also like to come on. I don't like to just be like, well, I'm not going to answer your question. You you have to you have to pay me for that question. And go to Patreon to get it answered. No, like that's why I'm on two different platforms right now. If y'all don't know, I'm going to turn you around real quick. See. <laughs> There you go. Great. You can also <laughs>
1: see our very tiny house. So, so there's
0: that. Uh, I'm, I'm on here on two different platforms because I want to spread as much knowledge as I possibly can. Um, and and uh, I answer my DMs. Mm-hmm. You can ask me anything at any time. This is what I do full time.
1: Yeah.
0: How would you modify your training session if your back is feeling off or fatigued? I don't. I like to bench. With a, my, I actually have my one upper back day, which is Tuesday evening or Tuesday mornings now, and then I bench the next night. I actually go into my bench workouts with a pre-exhausted, sore as fuck back, because I want to train under not ideal circumstances. Now, I'm not saying like I want to go into the gym and not have sticky spray for my bench. That that'll fuck me up. That's that's too not ideal. But when I go into the gym feeling pre-fatigued. That's fine. I want to feel that way. That's good conditioning to be able to perform when you're not feeling your best. So, mm-hmm. that's how I train. <laughs> if Jay Hicks, if, if Strong shirts will raise my bench up that much, I'm definitely buying one. <laughs> um, could you go grab one of the reverse grip bench yeah. tees just so I can show them? The, we have a new design that's pretty fucking gnarly that I, I'm going to show you really quick. Thank you very much.
1: You're welcome.
0: Uh, can you grab the SBD?
1: Yeah. Well, that one, you that's yours that messed up.
0: Okay. Just the r- r- RGBP. Okay. Uh, we have a new t-shirt design that's pretty fucking cool, so I, I just want to show that really quick. Does Anderson deliver to the UK? Um. Uh, yeah. They do.
1: I'm pretty sure. I mean, Emma is yeah. in the UK. But
0: obviously, y'all are across the pond.
1: It's gonna take a bit. Move. It
0: would not take days. It might take a couple weeks, but i got these, both of these. Okay. So these so are actually. Like
1: this is your logo.
0: These are actually orders that we're sending out, so I don't want to get them too dirty. But that's one of the best sellers right there. Mm-hmm. KSP. This is actually on the back of the shirt. And then the the front's blank. I still have to do the front. So that's that's one. And one of our newer designs is the Colm RGBP. Right there. Okay, so here we go.
1: You gotta hold it up higher for Instagram. There mm-hmm. you go. Know. Okay, I can't see. This screen. is actually Jim. I drew this from a picture of him reverse grip benching.
0: Yep. So that's actually, she got over top of me on the bench and took this picture. Obviously, this is the other half of my body is missing, but that's me holding the bar with my uh, fork grip.
1: Yeah.
0: So these so are that's orders. That's pretty
1: cool.
0: These are orders that are, that's, that one's for Toby Hurley and that one's for Mary Askew.
1: And we print them ourselves in our <sighs> studio.
0: Sure do, in our bedroom that's now <laughs> a studio. So, that's the, I wanted to show you the new uh, t-shirt design that I'm pretty uh, happy with. And then
1: we'll have the DNA.
0: The DNA one's coming out soon, yep.
1: And the three lights,
0: up, I think? The three white lights, yeah, there's, we have like eight there's total. eight or nine, there's, yeah. Maybe nine. I have like nine, she has like a hundred and I got like nine <laughs> designs, so. Anyhow, guys, uh, is there anything on YouTube before we, uh. No. Okay. Hey, um, I, think, I feel like that's good. We don't got any more questions coming in on either platform. Again, please DM me if you if you need anything. Uh, Patreon is again ten bucks a month. If you're interested in that, that's just Colt strong at the Patreon site. Um,
1: Check out our scholarship page. We're having a fundraiser.
0: Yes, fundraiser. Hey guys, the press command, uh, the bench panel is coming up next week, July 10th. That's Not next s- week. Next month. Next month. Next month, July 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. You can buy tickets at my Instagram. You go to the link tree.
1: You can also get them on ColdStrongScholarship.com.
0: There's two different ways to get them. They're 30 bucks for a ticket, and you can join us. You can join It's me, and 10 other 1,000-pound benchers all coming together for a webinar. And you can ask us questions. When you buy the ticket, you can automatically submit a question for whoever you want. Ryan Canelli, Scott Mendelson, myself, Tony Carlino, Doug Smithy, Bill Gillespie. Uh, I can go on. Tiny Meeker. I can Rob go on Farrell. forever. Rob yep. Farrell's going to be on there. Um, Bob Merck. So please, if you're interested in that, you can buy a ticket for the press command.
1: And it's pretty much just like this, where you guys will, um, I'll ask questions ahead, as they come in. Um, I'm gonna moderate. So the questions that you guys send them when you buy your tickets, we'll ask those first. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also gonna be a live chat up where we're just gonna go and just yeah. sit here and talk. But you'll have 10 or you'll have 11,000 pound ventures to ask questions to and get advice from, and not just this guy.
0: Possibly 12. I'm trying to get Hoff on there, but he won't return my calls. So <laughs> I'm working on getting Hoff on there. Right now we have 11. Like I said, the OGs, Tiny Makers, Scott Mendelsohn, Ryan Canelli. That's a seller right there automatically. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of us that have followed in their footsteps. So um, that's, again, July 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard. we had to choose a time where a Calais... Uleto James from the U.K. could actually hop on there as well and not be super late. So he'll be one of the, the 11 as well. Please buy a ticket if you want to join that. All the proceeds go towards the Cole Strong Scholarship for Young Powerlifting Athletes. Uh, we are trying to get if, – if we can sell all 85 available tickets, we've sold about 10 or 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means we can sponsor four athletes next year. We sponsored three last – this this past January, we sponsored three. We want to try and hit four. For every $1,000 we raise, that's, that's one, one athlete. Yep. young athlete that we can send this $1,000 check to. Yep. It's a nonprofit organization that she created that I helped uh, co found. <laughs> so please, if you're interested in that, that's the press command. Visit my Instagram link tree or visit the Colbstrong Scholarship page. <laughs> Gabe! <laughs> <laughs> Is that Dean? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Not the game. Great timing. <laughs> I'm hopping off, Dean. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been <laughs> but on yeah, here so for a So scholarship.
1: While. And then this weekend coming up, we will be in Hanson, Massachusetts.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: Check
0: that out. Hanson, Massachusetts. I don't know if tickets are still available, but it's at Mass Iron in Hanson. So I'll be there next weekend doing a seminar. Can people just make donations? Yes. Yes.
1: Um, if you go to the scholarship website, there's um, like... Little donation Thomas. things. You can do it through there. Um, you can go to the Eventbrite and just make a donation through there. Um, or we also have a Venmo that's just at Cold Strong Scholarship. You can donate that way. So okay. there's the website, the current event that we have going on, or the Venmo. There you go. And we appreciate it. Absolutely. Because that's how we raise money. It's yes. by crowdfunding. Thomas,
0: I did not forget. Um, acupressure mat for the back. Literally, I found the acupressure mat at walmart
1: oh yeah it was like 10 bucks
0: super and it actually came with the acupressure pillow inside it i threw the pillow i i didn't use the pillow hardly at all but you can go into you can go into target you can go into walmart you can go into pretty much anywhere i'm that sure the,
1: amazon has them amazon yeah. has
0: them i just they're all the same i know there's like different brands and different whatever just any they're all the fucking same they all work exactly how they're supposed to work it was excellent i did throw mine away after oh i think i had it for like two years i threw it away like a month ago
1: yeah. So our Waltie jumped up on it.
0: It her, was on the It focused. was on the couch. He didn't see it. I don't know why it was on the couch. He jumped up on it and just I wasn't there for it. What's
1: that thunder? Oh, fireworks.
0: Yeah. And uh he he made a noise that was I guess horrific. It was
1: so. the worst. I will never my heart hurts. Yeah,
0: Amazon it. it is. There you go. Look yeah. for Amazon. It'll, it'll it'll do you just well. It'll do you just fine. It'll it, it'll it
1: is nice. Yeah. You just didn't use it enough and then he got no. hurt and we just
0: it feels it's fucking it's, it. it's weird to lay on it man it's, it's it's cool it hurts at first like oh shit oh my god oh. I I just go bare skin on the fucking hard floor I I just, all go, at once. I just go I go all in. in and but after like 3 minutes it starts to like get warm and then it just feel oh, that just feels fucking awesome mm-hmm. so and Jimmy Den says we'll get some donations in
1: cool thank
0: so. you Thank you all very much. Uh, I do want—I don't want you to waste your entire Saturday night listening to me run my mouth. Please enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. Yeah, you have too. a good
1: holiday weekend and thank be you. safe out
0: there. Thank you, Instagram. Thank you both platforms. I do this every weekend, about Saturday nights, sometimes Sunday nights if I can't hop on here. But just look for me live on either nights about 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S. So thank you both very much. I uh, hope I answered a lot of questions. Very. You sound very happy on the voiceovers for it. Yeah, I did. So thank you again, everybody. Have a good night. We will see you next weekend.